You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Hello and welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mashal's Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Bobby Schistler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, 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 Ja. Hey, what's going on? Uh, this is episode number 98. We are recording on March 6th for release on March 7th. A couple things to talk about. Little known fact, new hero. I know that's brand new information for everybody, but no. Uh, we did finally f- find out last week who Hero 27 was. It was Brigitte or Bridget or Brigitte. However the p- fuck people are saying this right now. Bridge. Uh, we ha- yeah, we, we don't have up, an Bridge? official consensus on it yet, but we'll get there. So new hero is on the PTR, and we finally got a chance to see what the new hero was going to bring and how it was going to be meta changing. So we're going to get into that. We're going to talk a little bit about Sombra and her impact since her buffs went through. And uh, we're also going to talk about the most played heroes. We got some of the information on that. Thanks to Jeff Kaplan. So, but before we get into those topics, I'd like to welcome anybody who is listening for the very first time. Thank you very much for checking out Watchpoint radio. This show, uh, we do talk about news and competitive and esports in regards to Overwatch, but the primary focus is the community and the state of the game. So even with those topics, uh, we you know kind of go back to the community and the state of the game. If you enjoy the show, you know you can follow us on Twitter at Watchpoint Radio, and we'd love to have you on our Discord, which is Discord.me/slash/MashThoseButtons, so you can talk to us sometime. Uh, and always, always, really, always like to thank returning listeners. I always say it every week we are able to do this show because of you guys. We know you're listening, and uh, yeah, that kind of gives us the the motivation to keep going. So thank you very much. Whether this is your the second time you're listening or the 97th time you've listened to the show, we really appreciate your support. Uh, no new subscribers this week. We did get a new Patreon though. It, it's uh, Dribbles. He left he left us a comment. I think an episode, maybe two ago. But Dribbles left us a comment, and now he is a Patreon, so thank you very much nice. for your support. Thank you, Dribbles. Yes, really, really appreciate that. And uh, if you, too, want to have your name spoken on this podcast, you can uh, you know, you know, can be a Patreon, too, or patron, I should say. Or troll uh, us on, tw- on Twitter. That's another way to get your name on, <laughs> said on the website, yes. Or leave a, leave a comment, that's also a way, but... We're talking about patrons right now. <laughs> you can become a patron <laughs> by going to patreon.com slash watchpoint radio. Uh, we definitely we'll appreciate the support. Yeah. Love we you. I don't even know how to say how much we will love you. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, maybe I'll, I'll probably talk about it a little later after the show, but you know, the support we get on Patreon, it doesn't just support this show. It also supports prepare to attack and, some future projects we're looking to do 
uh, with Overwatch. So it definitely your 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 dollar is going to go far, uh, hopefully. So um, no community feedback this week. So Bob, how has your week in Overwatch been? My week in Overwatch has been not not big. Well, whenever you say Overwatch, I think competitive. So like mm-hmm. I always play a ton of Overwatch, but. You know, every weekend you're going to see me at least one of the days in a, you know, a game night or a, you know, you know, or running a game night or something like that. But when you say Overwatch, I always think competitive because for the longest time, that's all I played, period. And so I only played four placements. I played one on my Smurf as Tracer, one, and I played three. Uh, when I probably shouldn't have after my cousin, because my cousin was in town this last weekend. And so I was entertaining him a lot and, you know, hanging out with him because I hadn't seen him in a long time. But then he went to sleep Saturday and Blevins and Death and Deathblow from the High Noon podcast wanted me to come play and Melissa to come play. But we were probably a little too intoxicated. So I, yeah, I, thought, played, I thought that's why you didn't play comp on the weekends. Well, and. Sometimes, you know, with a, with a few drinks, I'm okay. And sometimes I've had some really good matches, but I tried to get on my alt because Blevins is, is like lower and I thought I could do it. But my alt has fallen so low now that I wasn't able to queue with them. So I had to use my, sol- my, sol- my solo account, and that's at like 2,500. And looking back at the uh, overbuff stats... I really shouldn't have subjected them to to that play because it was pretty ugly. So that was my comp. I'm hoping to turn that around this uh, this week. But I played in a Calvary game night, Friday night, brought my cousin. He played on controller on PC. That was it, in, interesting. Uh, he did best in free in free for all. He never got last in free in free for all, which cracked me up because he'd never played Overwatch first off, and he was playing with a controller on PC, and he's forty. So it was just it was, it was just pretty funny that he'd never got last. But yeah, that's basically the gist of it. And then watching a ton of Overwatch League. Oh, nice. What about you? Hey, I mean, and I know you came in and you invited I me mean, to to game night on Friday. Yeah, and I was like, Scrooge. So in, in the in the we were in game the middle of placements. We were game. in the middle of placements. Deathblow did the same thing, dude. Did the same uh-huh. thing and sent me a message later, and he was like, "Hey, missing it though. I did place thirty eight hundred. I was like, oh, you bastard." So but yeah, these these weren't my placements. We were in the middle of placements for uh, I can't I think. Well, I think it was Geo. We were middle placements for us. So I was like, okay, well, we're just going to finish the placements and then, you know, I'll go. But then my other buddy, Recoil, he also, he, like, he was like, well, I only have two more games to play. I was like, okay, well, we'll do that. Dude, by the time I got done with all those placement matches, I was like, fuck Overwatch tonight. Like, I'm not playing any more Overwatch. It was bad. Like, yeah, it was dude, just really bad. And I just did, dude, I could not play any more Overwatch. <laughs> what you should do though, like you should definitely come to, you should definitely come to those at least for, for like an hour or two, because it really is just nice. Like a lot of people want to like, want to learn comps are picked like for the most part really well. And everybody just has a good time. And 
you actually get to play some Overwatch, and it, everybody from all skill ranks come. There's GMs to bronzes, and it's just, I mean, it's just a good, relaxing time where you're not where you're not stressed. And every time that you've come, everybody's been excited that Jaws here. So I guess if you keep it rare, you still keep that factor because they <laughs> they know I'm gonna fucking be there. So <laughs> yeah, I might try to come this Friday. Uh... Because like definitely or now I won't be able to do it next Friday because I, I leave for, I leave I know, uh, the next day. So, I don't know that there's anything going on this Friday. Oh, okay, then I'll just play some comp then. Cavalry, <laughs> well, Cavalry game night was. I don't know. It might. I don't think it's the Heroes League Network. The Heroes League Network would be on a Saturday. I don't think yet. There's any game nights. I mean, we could mm. we could run one. Uh can but those are kind of hard to organize on short notice aren't they um yeah i i could usually get one going because mm. we'll all the people from the omnic lab scene love it so you tell icy sorrow you tell tundra you tell shock master and all of a sudden you got a room you know so right oh uh, we'll see I, I know uh for me like besides that night uh i think the I can't the rest of the weekend did we play comp I think I might have played a few more comp matches over the weekend, but for the most part, I was playing a lot of quick play. Uh, I was playing a lot of quick play, and that's fun when you have a group of people that you're playing quick play with. We, I was having a good time with that. And actually, when I did play, the other times I played comp, I think I was only only two stacked, or it was like a dual queued, I should say, with people, and that was a bit more. That was a bit better. But don't you wish you could play quick play with comp rules? Yeah, I don't. They should have. Wouldn't that they, be cool? That, that should just you could be actually gauge if you could have beat yeah. the team because you know it really sucks just because you didn't make it through that you lose. You know, I mean, yeah, there they, there were games in the over in the Overwatch League last week where they like the on two maps they each team didn't even get one point like. They won, like they were both, one was hybrid, one was two CP. The team that won, won by two, by two ticks on the first map. On the third map, they won by one tick. That was the match, you know? So it'd be nice to just see how you square up against the other team. Yeah, I think, I don't know why they just don't have a mode available like I, that. Like, dude, like an unranked mode, unranked, like just, that's How it. about <laughs> this? Like they want it to be quick, right? So how about this? Instead of you know, instead of starting with the time you normally start with, cut the time you normally start with and the time you get you get back or get you know the excess time you get once you capture a point. Just cut that time by like thirty three percent, forty percent. Then it's less time to take the uh the uh the objective. So it's less team fights but at least you're still seeing how you square up against each other right well and another thing is like if the other team stays if nobody leaves or if only one person leaves you do go up against the same people like it will yeah. reverse yeah it. i mean you do but i mean you can't really i mean on the matches that were point four, you know difference you know you had to just barely take that last piece i mean are you gonna actually be able to tell where you were the round before and you know what i mean yeah, no, you're right. You're right. So, yeah, it's just, um, I don't know, but I've been playing a lot of quick play recently, and that's for two reasons. One, because um, the dude abides bought a Smurf, 
so that he can help so he can play with some lower people. And we were going to level that up. And plus, uh, another friend of mine. Dude Biden's bought a Smurf after how how long of being on PC? It was a few weeks, I believe. I think he's, his main is like is like level like twenty eight, right? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's not it's not very high, but it's yeah. I think it's because of the group set. Like the group that I kind of play with now is really wide range, right? We're talking about from the like from low silver to like low, actually even mid platinum, right? Like you know, I play with like Hippo. He's like I think he's well, he ended the season like mid plat last season and. Uh, I haven't uh, talked to him. What did he place this uh, season? I haven't seen. He hasn't posted 2505? that. 2505? I think he just placed in platinum. Nice. nice. I, mean, and... that's, I mean, that's pretty good. For as much as he rose in one season, like his MMR was probably still quite a bit low. So, I mean, that's pretty good that he placed in plat. You know, that's a good... It's a good state. The first time I placed in plat, I placed quite a bit over, and then the next season, I was so happy to place back in plat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually when I place, I'm expecting because I placed like twenty eight hundred last season, and then I hit a losing streak, like a three game losing streak, and it brought me to twenty seven something, and then I didn't play the character again. So I'm expecting to be there or a little bit lower than that. I kept saying I was gonna I was gonna play that account just so I can get it back up to where it started, so I wouldn't have to worry about it too much. But I, I flubbed that because I was playing my other accounts too much. Yeah, which kind of worked out because I got uh, a decent I got a decent amount of loot boxes to the point that I got the skins that I wanted from this event without buying any loot boxes whatsoever. Nice. I totally forgot that it was ending last night and didn't get my Genji. Yeah, it kind of went out with a whimper, right? Like usually, feels at bad, the man. End, at the end of an event, there's usually a bit like a kind of like a a little bit of a rush. You see some posts like, "When is it over? When's the last time I could buy loot boxes?" Nothing. Nothing. I didn't see anything in Discord in Discord until this morning when it was too late. Yeah, I think that's. I think what's happening is the uh, the events. The repeat events are just feeling a bit lackluster. Yeah, they're getting boring. They're feeling lackluster. I didn't even even look at it. I didn't even place in CTF. I didn't either. I played like I played like five games with each character on three different accounts, but I never actually placed. It's a bummer. Yeah, I, I didn't place. So I I'm concerned with the new uprising event. I'm concerned. They that, could either it's it's a make or break, dude. If they come out with something new, it's going to be a reinvigorance, and it, they're going to learn right there that oh, this is something we should actually definitely spend our time on. And yeah, if they it, don't do it, then it's just going to be like I don't even know that I'll play it more than once or twice. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll try this year if it does come back. Maybe I'll try this year to beat it on the highest difficulty. Like maybe I'll try that. I did manage to do that last year. Did um, like you've got the icon for the for the highest on one of my accounts? I do, yeah. No shit. I think I'm pretty sure it's on job. Like we we did there it. There was very few people that actually did that because remember that was one of the first episodes that I was on. We covered, you know, the the percentage that you know beat it because they released all those numbers at the end, which was kind of cool too, you know. Yeah. Like how much hours it was played, you know, and we pointed out that, you know, people like this, obviously. And then they didn't yeah. do any of them for a year now. 
Yeah, Nakatsu just he mentioned that Jeff did say he wants to bring last year's mode for Uprising from Google Mesa. Yeah, I do know that they are going to have that available. Yeah, but, that that's for sure. We're just hoping that they add another one. They add they need to have a second one. Like they need to have a new one. And it can't just be a rehash of last year. If it is a rehash of, hash of last year, I like Overwatch events, I think officially are going to, they're kind of not going to, I'm not going to say die. That's, that's dramatic, but they, they, they're not going to be what people want. And I know this is what they do in Warcraft. Like every year, they just run the same event over and over and over and over again. Um, you know, but still, like they yeah, uh, did those events all like once. Yeah, you're right. Like, and, uh, the blind gentleman just commented they they did it with Winter Wonderland, brought back the May event, but had a new one. Yeah, so they did. That's funny. I didn't even I didn't even play May Snowball the last yeah, time. They, they had the Yeti event, which I I was kind of like, eh. Yeah, it's, I, it, what, it, I don't want to play the, against one May. Like, let it go in five or six. You, you know me, man. I'm Mister Positive. That mode sucked. <laughs> I mean, that's not sugarcoated. It sucked. Everybody wanted to be Winston. Most of the time when you queued as Winston, you didn't get it. May, I just don't like, so I'm probably biased. So. Right. Well, I played on both. All I wanted to do was win on both sides, and I did that. And once I did that, I did it on the first day. I'm done. I'm out. No more. No more. Yeah, I'm I, finished. I won as the monkey once. I'm pretty sure it was because my team was just not playing. Yeah. Didn't, you know, it was their first game, but I don't know. It was, it was very, it was, it, I don't know. It was like, they put it together in like a week. They were like one dude, they were like, Hey, uh, summer intern, um, go ahead and make this for us. Okay. And he's like, what? Okay. <laughs> Eh, they 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 tried. I mean, but they really needed to. They really need to. I think get it together for this next event because people are expecting Dude, the big uprising things. event was my favorite. Yeah, like last year when the uprising event dropped and it had, uh, you know, a story connected with the horde mode, where you actually moved around and had objectives and stuff like that. Like that was amazing. That was so awesome. I, I went back and I watched the video that I recorded on the Xbox of us playing it and we were just having such a good time doing it. I'm like, man, like they really need to bring this back. Like it's, it feels like such a missed opportunity to, uh, to not do that. Every event like this, like people want lore. This is how you can deliver lore. We talked about that yep. before, but the, this know. is one of the best ways. Absolutely. In my opinion. No, it, it, you're right. It's that's the unequivocal. That's 100 the truth. There is no opposite to that. It is the best way to, to deliver lore <laughs> into this game right now. So, um, I mean, you, you, technically, even if they even if they charge people like DLC for it, right? People would buy it because what they did is they promised you Overwatch, and they promised you new characters and character balance and new maps for free, which they they will still give you. But to get sit, like this co-op content, release it in packs, and people will pay for it if you if Dude, they need like you a, uh, you a revenue reason. You release PVE con uh, content. Now I will say, if I'm going to pay for it, I want some cut. I want some cut scenes. Some good some good ones, at least as good as the in-engine one of uh, Junkrat and Roadhog at Junker 
at Junkertown. I want cut scenes as good as that. And I could play with my friends. I would totally buy that. Totally buy that. Yeah. You could release like one pack a year and people would just be happy that one pack, seven, eight missions, you know, you will be happy with that. Yeah. I mean, it, it just has to be done well and I will totally buy into that. In fact, I am upset. Uh, like side note, like hearth, like hearthstone, another property of theirs. They used to do adventures. I really enjoyed those and they stopped doing them. It's kind of a bummer because I really enjoyed it. They had good jokes in there. I mean, it was just it was just really fun. Mm. And they stopped doing that and went to straight expansions instead of having the adventures in between the expansions. And I think that was a miss that was a misstep. But yeah, I think Overwatch should should institute this and it would be really fun. Yeah. But right, well- let's get into the meat. Yeah, let's let's do that. We're gonna head into our top story. Top story. All right, so we know why everybody's here. You wanna you wanna talk about Brigitte, Brigitte, Bridget, whatever. <laughs> you that's that's what you want to hear about. Uh, we'll just call her Brigitte for now because that's what Reinhardt says. But. Uh yeah, new character, new hero twenty seven. We, I mean, they they released some teasers before. Everything pointed to it being uh, Brigitte, or at least her being involved in the, in the next character. And that last uh, tweet just kind of really pushed it over the edge. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, she is a new character. A bit surprising. She's a support. I didn't see that coming. I was thinking tank or defensive character. And some would argue that she's a tank. But yeah, I didn't. I thought a tank was coming. That's what I thought, and I thought they were planning on reworking Symmetra to be a healer afterwards. But I mean, I wasn't that far off on the tank thing. And as far as the moves, I was pretty dead on last week. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, like we, we I think the only thing that we didn't guess was the uh, the healing aspect of her. When she uses yeah. her moves. You, I mean, you kind of guessed that, though. You talked about someone who puts something, I forget exactly what you said, but someone who puts something forward, like armor, and 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 allows you to move forward. I forget exactly what you said, but it's kind of similar to Brigitte's ultimate. Like, her ultimate basically just is the pushing machine. I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure they they're going to have to nerf that in some way. At least they're going to have to make it so the armor doesn't persist afterwards cuz 150 armor is a good deal of armor. Yeah, we're going to we're going to get into that. Let's do like a like a high level overview of I'm the I'll leave that to you. The high level overview? Yes, sir. <laughs> like like an episode of prepared to attack. Actually, I'm looking for <laughs> yep. it now. Where did I put it? One second. Pull that up. There we go. So uh, her, her primary attack or her primary weapon is the rocket flail. It's a flail. It's like what we predicted last week. It, it's it's a flail on a chain that she swings back and forth. It has a five meter range. Actually, it has a six meter range. Sorry, actually, the six meter range. It's okay, so I was bit, off by one. Yeah, it's a little. I said longer a f- than Reinhardt's. Said a five five meter cl- cleave is what I said. 
Yeah, five meter cleave. But it was a six meter cleave. It does thirty five damage per hit, but she could get in two swings per second. So essentially, she could do seventy damage per second if she's just hitting the same target. So that's her her primary weapon, uh, and that's only five damage less than Reinhardt per swing. You know, it sure feels like a lot less when I've played her. I don't, I, I don't know that See. that's actually that can't. I mean, maybe it's right, but. It really feels like how, less. How fast the swing is, because that's what it will kind of determine that. Yeah, yeah. so Reinhardt, one swing, it's like he basically can do one swing per second, essentially. Yeah, and but. At the time that Reinhardt does two swings, you know, Bridget could do four, but it looks like it's about 70 damage. I feel like uh, she less. swings at the same rate that Ryan does, though. No, it's definitely faster. It's, de- it's definitely faster. I did notice that. I don't feel like I just it's didn't realize. double, though. I don't know. I could be wrong. All all I know is that when I'm swinging at a 200-point hero right in front of me, they seem to be dying a lot slower than when Reinhardt's swinging at him. I'll have, I'll have to figure out why that is, but it's definitely right, well, slower. Right. Well, remember, you still need to hit them twice. So if you hit them once and they move out of range or something like that, like it's only 35 damage versus the full... You have to get both hits in. So okay, it, like, that might make get, more sense. Yeah, if you get both hits in, then it's 70 damage per second versus Reinhardt's 75. Uh, she has a shield, which is one of the reasons why we, we thought she was a tank. So her, her barrier shield, which is a personal shield, it is um, 600 HP, and it reduces the movement speed down to 3.85 uh, meters per second. I think Reinhardt, how much is Reinhardt's? Yeah, Reinhardt is about uh, a meter slower per second. So she's a little bit faster, as she could be, as she should be, um, when having a smaller shield. I think the cooldown for her, if her shield breaks those three seconds instead of five, that's what I read those three seconds, not five seconds, if her shield actually breaks versus Reinhardt, whose shield, when it breaks, it's five. Uh, she can do a shield bash, which not only does it do 50 damage to a target, it also stuns them. And it also knocks, doesn't it knock back too? I don't think so. No, it doesn't knock back? I thought it knocked back. Oh, okay. Well, I, I played her, but not enough to remember if it knocks somebody back. Uh, so it, uh, that move only has five second cooldown. Her whip shot does 70 damage, uh, which makes sense, I guess, if it's doing one hit. And it has a 20-meter range with a four-second cooldown, and that definitely knocks back. Yes. Yes, it totally does. Sorry, I'm just having a little bit of a technical difficulty here. There we go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah, right. it it uh, it has a knock a knockback, but it's not a big one. Like it'll knock someone off a ledge. It'll someone's really close to the edge. It'll knock them off the edge. But it's not like it's not like a it's not like a fair concussion rocket. Well, not only does it knock back, it knocks up as well. I think that's part of the problem. So even if there's a gate behind you, it will knock you over the gate. Well, I mean that's what Lucio's does too. It it, it can yes. And if then you can even get more arc if you arc it up. And get right, under, exactly. underneath the target. But, but that's kind of thing. You have to get uh, to, to, to knock somebody over a gate. You would have to get, you'd have to be like underneath them. 
versus Brigitte, you could be 20 meters away and it knocks up and over. So, you I mean, you can see that if you go into the, into the um, training ground and there's that one robot that's sitting, he's just like sitting there. 20, it's like a, at the 20 meter range. He's by, he's close to where the other robots are all moving around in that one area, but he's uh, to the right of the guys who were getting shot that you're supposed to test your healing on. If you hit him at the 20 meter range mark, he goes up and over and will fall over the the gate. So that's a bit much. Where where'd you see that? Because I think they tweaked that a little bit. Well, I I did it myself uh, when I went to the practice range with her. Did you do it like right the day she released, like shortly after she was on there? I did it the did day after. It? I did yeah, the day after. Yeah, the day after they they made tweaks that I definitely saw different from the people that reviewed the day before. But if you did it the day after, then it's, it was probably the same, same thing that I saw. Right. So yeah, that, that whip shot, like I said, it only has a four second cooldown. So she can knock back a lot. She can knock back and stun a lot. So that is going to be interesting that's, in terms of her being a, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say the, I had guessed that move too at about 20, at about 20 meters. And it shoots out. It's connected to a chain. It's kind of like Roadhog Hook, but I had thought it was going to stun and not knock back. Right. Yeah. To me, that would make more sense for me. Like if you, the hammer stuns and then the shield knock back, knocks back. But yeah, I mean, because then the shield would be more of a more of a pushing mechanism than a uh, defense mechanism. Right. Yeah. Because she's pretty mean against uh, anybody who flanks her and has to come in close range. Yeah, absolutely. So now we're going to start getting into what makes her a support. Uh, one will be her repair pack. It does uh, 150 healing per pack and also 75 armor per pack. So if you're at 100 health, oh, sorry, if, you, if you're at 100% health, sorry, if, you, if you're at maximum health and she gives that to you, you will get, it basically overcharges you with 75 health. Or whatever the difference is, right? So let's say nice. you're Zenyatta and um, you are at 100 health. Well, not only would you get your 50 shield, that 50 shield back, that's a part of your health, but you get additional 25 uh, armor on top of that. And that has a 30 meter range, so she could do that pretty far from somebody. And it's like, it's there's really no way she can miss it. Like it's not an aimed ability; it's a lock on ability. So she sees the little, you know, square yeah, like pop the on somebody. Zen Yada Mercy Guardian Angel. Yep. Um, thing that I found a problem with, and I was watching Custa's um, stream also, and he was having a problem with it. Just remembering to use the the actual yeah. heal. <laughs> it's like you just stop thinking about it, and you can use it quite often. So. You need to be looking for targets to heal, but being melee and up close, you're not looking around, really. Yes, exactly. So you got to be a bit aware. It's not like Zenyatta where you're like just sitting in the back of the fight, checking everything out, or Anna, you're checking things out. You know, you can see a, you know a large part of the field. Like you're gonna be, at, you, ho you probably should be in the middle of things. <laughs> you know, so you may not necessarily uh, have that on your mind. But that has a six second cooldown. Inspire. Heals allies, uh, sixteen healing per second, and it's a it's a dot over time or hot over time, and that lasts for five seconds. That's, that's twenty meter radius. 
that you have to be in. So when that I happens, I think it when stacks she, though. So you can always keep it up, but I don't think it ever heals for more. You know what I mean? I don't think it ever stacks and heals for more than the actual base healing. You just keep applying it. Right, exactly. But that means like it'll constantly be giving somebody 16 health per second while you're in, while you're attacking. So if that lasts, it's a it's a uh, it's a dot that lasts for five seconds. So it's essentially 80 health. It'll give you, uh, and it has a 20 meter radius. So anybody uh, in, anybody inside that 20 meter radius while you're attacking, as Brigitte will be healed while you're attacking. Well, not just attacking, but you actually have to be hitting something too. <laughs> you, you have you have yep. to be hitting a, hitting a target. So that's whether you and are your just, your 20 meter one actually resets it too. So yes, it does. That's what I was gonna say. You you have to be using um your flail. You know, so whether it's just using the, the primary attack with the rocket flail or using your ranged attack with the rocket flail, you'll be healing. You know, you'll put that that hot on your allies, and that's a passive, so you don't have to do anything special for that. Now, her hold on, ultimate, hold on. Oh, did you? Did you? What's the range on that? Twenty meters. It says. Is it twenty meters or? I, I thought like, it was 10. Yeah, I, I feel like Jeff meters. said same as uh I feel like Jeff said same as Zenyatta and same as uh Lucio, but I think they both have two completely different ranges. Like they were talking about Zenyatta's, but maybe he meant Lucio's sound barrier and Zen and Zenyatta's old, which would both be 20 meters. Yeah. So I yeah. bet you it is 20 meters. Okay. Right. So yeah, it says a 20 meter radius, which is pretty wide. Remember that Lucio's Lucio's ultimate used to be thirty meters, and which was that's, the map. Yeah, which is basically any yeah, almost any like area anywhere. that you're in the map. If you could see Lucio, you could see you're Lucio, getting healed. Yeah, exactly. You're within thirty meters. <laughs> so, um, yeah that that that's that's a lot. Now let's talk about her ultimate, which is also a lot. Uh, basically, what it does, it is a transformation ultimate, which means it cannot be. Um, hacked by Sombra. Once it starts, that is it. Like that, like it's like soldiers. All like it, it doesn't get it doesn't get Sombra hacked. Um, but actually, I want can Sombra's ultimate bust that? Though? I don't think so either. Really? Um, what? Because Sombra's ultimate is, is. I guess if you stun Zarya afterwards, you can't you can't stop her ult, but. It seems crazy that she's mobile and you can't stun her alt. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's like Soldier because like you know if you stun Soldier, he he still has his ultimate when he's when he's not stunned anymore. Yeah, but his ultimate isn't giving you armor to the whole. Team. Oh yeah, I know that. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> saying, but it's, it's a transformation ult. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna talk about the ultimate here, but it is a transformation ult, and basically what it does is it generates armor to anyone uh, inside of an eight meter radius. So it's actually smaller than Ray, than not Ray, but May's ultimate. But if you are within inside of an eight meter radius of uh, with Brigitte, which let's be honest, that can happen a lot, especially if you're doing like a death ball, you're trying to move in together, or this ultimate itself will make you want to clump up and go together. You're going to get thirty armor per second. Uh, at um, you get a max of one hundred and fifty extra armor. If you re- get your if your armor is like shot while this is happening, it'll just replenish the armor. So at the end of the ultimate, you're gonna have or you should have 150 extra armor on whoever you are. You know yeah, that's 
That part seems nuts. That's a 300 HP tracer. Stays. And it and it stays. That so is it the per, that, that's it super persists. insane. Yeah. So you have a 300 now you have a 300 HP tracer whose half of her health is armor. And for those who aren't uh aware, armor isn't like shields, right? So shield the thing about shields is that shields regenerate. However, if you shoot a shield, it does the same damage as, as if you were to shoot normal health. With armor the amount of damage done to the the person and also the armor is reduced yep. until the armor is gone. It's it's reduced by each projectile. So someone like Reaper who shoots a whole bunch of of pellets really hurts his damage. Someone like uh, Moira who damages a small amount per second really negates her damage, and so. It's going to cut down on a lot of people's damage and cut, you know, Reaper's not even really in the meta at the moment unless someone runs triple or quad tank and he's really not going to be in if triple or quad tank has 150 armor extra. Exactly. Like This seems like a bit much to me. Like, you know, to, to have the armor, to get 150 extra armor and keep it even after the ultimate is gone. I mean, I can understand having it while the ultimate's there, or maybe even a few seconds after the ultimate, like after the ultimate's gone, it starts to kind of wither away, maybe. Yeah, well, and if she gets to, if people get to keep, they've got to roll that back, because if people get to keep that, then why don't you get to keep Lucio's sound barrier shields? Because it was balanced better. That's actually the, the, the ultimate answer to that question. It was balanced better than what's going on. Yeah, I'm uh, guessing right they're, they're going to roll that back. It's going to be only during the ultimate. I would imagine so, but like, what would make them think that that's okay in the first place? This, stuff like this makes me question their I'm balanced philosophy. Think, I'm not going to even. Yeah. I'm going to wait till someone explains it to me because I have no idea. Like that, like stuff like this is what makes me challenge, like not challenge, but like question their balance philosophy. You have a game that you're trying to run primarily as an esport, right? This this should have been a problem from like you know somebody should have solved this. You know how many hands this has to pass before it reaches the PTR? Well, just think how oppressive Diva was when she had all that extra armor and it wasn't health. I mean. I mean, the only time you were really seeing a bunch of armor before on different people was Torb. That was the only thing keeping him, like, even somewhat viable in, you know, the lower 50% of SRs. So, I don't know. I've seen people complain about tracers who have Torb armor. (laughs) You know? Like, now you're going to give her more than that? And I wonder, like, I wonder, does that stack with Torb armor too? Like, imagine if you I had a Brigitte, know. have 300, a Tracer has 300 armor, and now you have additional 75 on top of that. I quit. I quit. Well, and, <laughs> and Brigitte can get 150 from her alt, the stack, and then she can, she can overheal 50 armor over. And that actually decreases, though, I think. Like mm-hmm. that armor that she over heals with, but I mean, at one point you could have a monster tracer. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I could just see that being an issue. Like primarily, the biggest problem is that it stays. You know, it it stays there. That is ultimately the biggest problem here, and I just don't know what they were thinking. Now they 
No, the um, I'm, I'm okay. I'm looking at Spider's comment. Yeah, I was just the, about to answer. So the repair pack disappears. The armor from the repair pack disappears after five seconds. Yeah, yeah, and the but over the, yeah the overheal disappears, but the ult does not. The ultimate the yeah, the ultimate armor does not disappear. Um, it stays, and uh, even I think the friend they, 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 he said something on one of his uh, streams about it because somebody posted it in the Overwatch. In the Overwatch forums. Now they did make some changes to her. Uh, people found out that you can animation cancel her swings. And they were animation canceling it with the shield. So basically she was getting double the amount of swings and doing double the damage. Now you can no longer do that. So they nerfed that. And also, and also her ult charge was increased by 30%. Because people were getting the ult charge every fight. <laughs> you yeah. know? And that's that ult is already nuts. Yeah, like that. It's 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 a lie. I I agree with Bob. Like they they've got to do something about it before it goes live. Before it goes live, they got to do something about it. But I'm afraid they won't. Well, but luckily, I think I, mean, I think, they can go to quick play before it goes to actual comp. Yes, yeah, still that, I still don't thing. understand why they release the new character in the middle of the comp seasons. I don't get that because she's coming in the she's coming in the middle again. Well, maybe because like. I don't think she's going to be out next week in quick play. Um, maybe the week after, but maybe they will just hold her until the next season off a competitive. That's that would be mean, the smart we're not even a week in to the, to the other season. I mean, that, that would actually be really nice if they did that, but I don't think they'll do that. Yeah, but I don't think so, but I can hope, <laughs> you know, they held blizzard world off for quite some time, but, Blizzard World was released. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's, that's a yeah. really good point. They did hold yeah. that off, and I've yet to play that in cops. Still, I've only played four games. I've played it, and going left has worked every time so far. People just they don't say they don't see it yet. So, Watchpoint Radio Secret until it's played out, guys. Go left, you know. <laughs> but you know, they, that's that's been my success formula so far. But eventually, people will get used to that. You have to do something different. Um. I also another thing a lot of people don't realize like if you get in the front like the middle like the actual first choke point and you go far right that it puts you behind them a lot of people don't know that either <laughs> so there you go nice, watch my nice. radio secret number two <laughs> no yeah <laughs> yeah but uh I don't know I I don't find besides the ultimate right besides the ultimate I don't have a huge problem with the character ultimately i'm like okay but i'm not excited about the character either because well, you don't usually like melee characters that's just kind of your your mo right well well no i don't like doomfist like reinhardt i'm fine with i'm fine with reinhardt you know doomfist i don't like doomfist because i don't i don't want to play a fighting game in my fps i don't um and i'm pretty sure that i'll probably end up using brigitte at some point i don't really see myself maiming her or anything like that i still prefer to play zenyatta as a support when i play support i still prefer to play zenyatta over anything and that's going to be a little tough with our next topic uh, about sombra but with brigitte i mean i just i don't think this is what the game needed right now especially with the changes they have um with Sombra that just happened. And we know we have more changes coming up for, I think some more changes for Doomfist and for Hanzo and stuff like that. Uh, but, but specifically for, for, for Sombra, once people get, you know, acquainted with her, with her uh, new style, 
you know, she's going to be a big problem without some some way to detect her, you know, around your supports because, you know, right now, right now, I can handle Sombra uh, in most cases. But if I come across like a decent Sombra, she'll kill Zenyatta before you even know she's there, you know. So I was hoping yeah, that so, we get the so a good tracer though on that on that account. You know what I mean? I think you you have a better chance of killing a tracer or at least seeing a tracer coming so you can warn your teammates that there's a tracer coming to get me. But by the time Zenyatta says Sombra, <laughs> Zenyatta is dead with a decent Sombra. That's kind of the uh that's kind of the deal there. I thought we could have used a character that um you know maybe gave us a bit more detection. Or I was hoping, I think last week I mentioned that, I was hoping that maybe we'd have an offensive builder because we still don't have an offensive builder in in the game. That's what I was talking about. What you were talking about, you know, earlier is your offensive builder. The stuff you described was what Brigitte's uh, ultimate is, you know? Yeah. Well, well, it's a bit more than that. (laughs) I'll I'll definitely say that much. but I can see, I, mean, I think, like, you know, Jeff Kaplan says the next character is going to be a meta changer, and I'm sure she will be, but I think she's going to bring more problems than she solves. I don't, she's going to add additional time on the time to kill on a game that already has a very high time to kill. And I'm not saying Overwatch needs to have the same time to kill as, like, let's say an Unreal Tournament or a Quake or something like that. Or let's say like something super quick like Call of Duty. Like I understand why Overwatch has a high time to kill, and that's okay. However, that you get to a point where it takes so long to kill somebody when you're shooting things and nothing's happening, that it's just like, like what are we even doing here? Is this a shooter well, or not? <laughs> I think the fact that she'll be easy, she'll be easier to play, will add for more characters people can play. So I think that'll be kind of nice. That is true. I mean, like, because you even with Moira, right? You saw people kind of f- people who normally play DPS kind of flock to Moira. I see a lot of that. So if you need a healer and somebody needs to make that switch, boom, they go into Moira. This and will definitely they, be a second character. And then they play it wrong and they do damage. Mm-hmm. They, well, they do. But at least with this character, when they're doing their their little itty bitty damage, like 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 Moira does, at least they'll be healing the team around them. Every point of damage counts, man. Like, you know, so, yeah, like, in, in five meters, or six meters, I should say, it's, um, you know, it's it's not too bad. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty good range to be able to attack somebody with. I mean, like, if you're in a mix-up, like, if you're in the middle of a group, you know, and she'll be great for flankers, right? You know, she hits Tracer a few times. Not only is she keeping up her other supports, maybe, but at the same time, she's damaging a tracer. Like, I mean, a tracer well, is not. And the big thing is her shield and her stun on the flankers, especially for Genjis and tracers. I mean, if she gets a stun off, first off, she can shield. She can pretty much just stop a tracer if she can shield in the right direction. And then if she stuns the tracer, then the rest of the team can follow up. You know, she doesn't have to do all all the killing. That is true, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, though, I just don't think this is what, the game really needed this. There's, there's, there's a bunch of different character archetypes or abilities or something like that that could have been added into the game 
that would have made the game better, fixed some of its problems. However, this is not one of them. I don't think we needed another healer. We didn't. We did not need another healer. I think we needed another healer or a tank. The only thing we didn't need was another DPS. DPS um, slash uh, defense hero that's actually a DPS. Well, I think that at this point in Overwatch, everybody kind of puts those two groups together, right? You put the defense heroes and the offense heroes, and you just count them as DPS, you know. That, that's just kind of what you do, you know. But they, I, I, there's, uh, I'm actually kind of looking forward to the next character now because, like, well, hopefully the next character will be something that and that the next character is Hanzo. Next character. Well, I'm not. T- I'm talking about next new character. <laughs> you know, but this is also kind of part of the problem I think with releasing characters on a schedule. Like they're they're releasing three characters a year, and whether they want to admit it or not, they're on a schedule. It's every four months they're releasing a new character, and I think they they have this mentality like, well, we got to put something out, so we'll take this archetype and put it out. Well, I'm actually seeing if that really is going to fit into the game right now. Like, if, if this is what the game actually needs. I don't know. You know? I, f- I feel that they're excited about Bridget. And, I mean, we know that they already have usually three characters in the queue. It's possible, you know, they skipped over characters that were already made and Bridget was, was new. But, yeah, I don't know. I think I think they're trying to shake it up. I think they're trying to see what they can do. And, you know, if they're going the League of Legends route, there's a lot of different hybrid characters. And this might be the first of the true hybrid characters that we're actually going to see come in. And this might be a trend for the future. Possibly. Possibly. But, like, you know. Like I said, I don't have a problem with her. I just think they... uh, this round could have we we especially right now with, with with what's about to happen with Sombra, we could have really used some type some extra detection, you know. But we'll yeah, see what happens. I don't know. The Sombra thing is weird. I'm gonna have to see how that plays out because maybe I'll just do the rest of my placements on my lobby as Sombra only. Just see what happens. You give it a shot. You can put out a shit ton of damage now. Let's just, we actually we, we can go ahead and move into our next to- topic, which is the impact of the Sombra buffs. Uh, okay. One, I have definitely been seeing a lot of Sombra lately when I've been doing the uh, whether it's quick play or in competitive, been seeing a ton of Sombra. Luckily for me, I have not been running into good Sombras, <laughs> you know. But I could de- when I've played Sombra, like the new Sombra, like it's just. First of all, I had to get out of the mindset of hacking all the health packs, right? I got out of that mindset really fast. You need to hack, I, hack at least the one closest to you. Exactly. The one that you're dropping your your thing on, which is now would, 20 seconds yep, instead of which, 15. Yeah, so I would only hack the health pack that I'm dropping my, uh, you know, I, I'm dropping my, tel- my translocator on, possibly the health pack behind enemy lines so that they could not you know, retreat for health or something like that. Or if I need to retreat for health, I can also get that one. But, dude, it's just so, like, I mean, I I, I like to play Zangata, and I just murk Zangata every time I see him. He's the first person I'm going to kill. First person I'm going to kill. I get, I get behind him, wipe him out, team turns around, I translocate out. I'm ready to go again. 
you know, he's still on cooldown. Like rap there. Uh, <laughs> first, first one out, I translocate. No, you said first one down, I translocate out or something like that. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, I, he's still like my, by the time I get my translocator back, he's still in the process of respawning. You know, so I can go back and get somebody else out at this point. I think the, um, I think the spread, the change in the spread was helpful. Not too much. I think they got that right, the change in the spread. People were worried that she was going to be able to, you know, really put some hurting on Farrah's. I'm like, no. At least I wasn't able to. You know, I think you still have she to be, be a able decent to still put the same hurting now that a Tracer can put on a Farrah. Like, basically, Farrah needs to get, you know, at least 10 meters from the ground, and then Tracer can really do some damage. Yeah, yeah. But well, I think I, the Sombras are going to be... You're probably running into bad Sombras because... Sombra and Tracer, like the difference between Sombra and Tracer, in my opinion, is Sombra is rewarded more for sneakiness. Tracer is rewarded more for being able to run. I mean, Tracer, you can get far from whoever you're going up against quickly. Sombra, you have to be really sneaky about where you use your translocator to actually evade the enemy properly. Because, you know... People that don't play Sombra a lot, you're just going to throw that and just try and translocate to it, and that does not not going to work, you know. So, yeah, I think once Sombras start getting practiced, it's going to get a little scary. Yeah, I mean, the, the, with the twenty second translocator, you can you can be far away. You're not as pressured to get in the mix. Like you know, that extra five seconds makes a difference. You can select your targets a bit better. You know, the the hack is faster. So if I'm playing Sombra, most of the time your Reinhardt won't have a shield. And, <laughs> like, you know, and, if I get behind him. I will say I like the changes in the sense that I like them so much that I wish they would have made the changes week two, you know, last week of the Overwatch League. Like, uh, week one, Sombra, any team that had a good Sombra was completely oppressive because she had the hack every fight. There was, there was little you could do if they executed correctly so it was kind of boring to watch and i really wish they had patched that earlier but it's not gonna patch and i can just look forward to next stage without the you know sombra hacking health pack mechanic i mean she'll still do that but it won't be the whole comp will be based or around using that so i'm excited about that i did see less sombra alts but I think this is because they're not getting that much damage in, right? And they're not hacking the right targets because, you know, a lot of Sombras do spend a lot of time. We're not hacking the right targets at the right time. Right. You know, you can hack Reinhardt, but if your team's just coming back from spawn, that doesn't doesn't really matter. You hack Reinhardt as your team's moving in, game over. You know, it's, 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 Sombra's a lot about timing, but Tracer's the same. She's a lot about timing too. You'll see the pros sit back and hide and just, I mean, I never knew how important it was to use the crouch button as tracer until I watched so much overwatch league. So I think almost every flanker, that's what you kind of see. Maybe like for them to be most effective, right? You wait for your team to get into a mix up with them. And then you get behind them with Reaper who has clanking metal footsteps and people just like, don't hear him 
when they're in the mix. Yeah. And he's killing Reaper your doesn't supports. get behind anybody in the pro scene, though. Like, Reaper gets <laughs> behind people in gold, for sure. I oh, he's gold and that. platinum. Like, that's, like, I, I don't I know. About, it's rare that I see a Reaper, like, you know, just dominate where the team, you know, my team goes... Dude, well, we're not talking about dominating. We're talking about like, just being effective. Like, yeah. okay, know. yeah. I mean, you could see him effective at time on at times on certain maps. Yeah, not, you could definitely not see after him. Brigitte though. Well, yeah, it's definitely going to be much, much, much harder after Brigitte if she turns around in enough time too. She is a, she's a two hundred fifty health hero, and uh, yeah, like if she turns I mean, around, around enough time, I would really like to just actually see them just make armor just like shields it's just health it's just a physical buff to health instead of instead of actually stopping projectile yeah i would just really like to see them actually change armor i think armor really hurts a lot of characters in the game It'll be different if they if certain heroes had different types of ammo. Like let's say Widowmaker had armor piercing bullets. That would make it Widow's different. the only one that's not like re- Widow and Hanzo are the only two that aren't like really affected by it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like maybe if Reaper had armor piercing, you know, like the people that have a lot of projectiles, soldiers also hit pretty hard. Like those people are the ones that need help against armor. Right. Yeah. So I don't know, like the the Sombra impact so far we haven't seen luckily, like Bob said, a lot of people are out of practice, right? So I haven't seen it too too I haven't seen it too uh too much of a problem. But when we want to come across a decent Sombra who is uh, able to do her ultimate, like just come out of invisibility and just do her ultimate really fast, that's kind of a huge problem, especially if your team if they do it at the right time with your team, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and luckily, it's it's a fairly slower building alt. So, if you're not damaging people, I still got the ultimate pretty quickly by by racking up damage. Did you? Yeah, you know, around a little bit lower than the rate it was before. I don't want to say it's the same no. rate, but a little bit lower. Shit! You know what I just thought of? You know what, what this means? We have to redo the Sombra prepare to attack. Yes, we do. I didn't even think about that until just now. Yeah, the sound we're prepared to attack has to be redone. Dang it. So, uh, because, yeah, it does change the way she plays. Like, instead of just being somebody who's just hacking health packs and looking for that opportunity and telling your team to use the health packs, you know, now she really has to, uh, you know, now she has to get in there and get the and get the damage, so. I don't know. I think, it, like, for, for, for her character, it's, it's pretty good, but for the overall scene until we get a better way to detect, I think that's a problem. I don't know. I think, I think the change is for the better. I think you're right. I think we could use another way to detect since right now, really one of the toughest characters to play in the game is the main one that can actually detect her, you know, at a, at a steady rate. You know, yeah. instead of Widow who could detect her with her mine, just her, or Widow who could detect her with her ultimate, I think. But, but they are changing Hanzo. So maybe Hanzo will actually be someone who can be played by, you know, a good amount of players instead of someone who can be played by 3% of the pop the population at a decent rate. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think Hanzo should be made easier. I think a character who hits the way he does 
but that's know, something they'll have to tweak. Yeah. But I mean, right. what I'm saying is that like right now he's a character that very few in the game can actually play effectively unless they luck out. You know, right. it's the whole thing where they play once, they're like, oh man, I had so many good kills. Well, that was luck or a level that just really had a lot of chokes that you could spam into and you properly shot your arrow every possible second that you could. Like, but the people that can play Hanzo where they're hitting shots like crazy, those people are few and far be- between. So hopefully they make Hanzo a little bit more playable. Right. Or just add another character that does that. Even if you had a character that could see stealth enemies like at a frequency, but they can only see it themselves, you know, so they had to alert their team. That's, you know, more acceptable than what we have now, which is just Hanzo. And then that person could literally just be taking up a slot on your team to detect because they can't hit shit, (laughs) you know, as Hanzo. Yeah, I mean... I mean, anybody can play Hanzo, though, on the right level. The right level with a lot of chokes, as long as they're smart enough to constantly shoot their bow into the choke, then they can be, they're going to get kills. But like lots of Hanzos don't, I I see them just not shooting. And I mean, you literally, it's like Junkrat. Like if you watch Jake play Junkrat, he's shooting every time. If you watch Libero or Linkser play in the Overwatch League, and they're playing Hanzo on King's on King's Row, they're not timing their shots. They're shooting a shot every chance they possibly can. So if people played like that, there'd probably be a few better Hanzos on a lot of maps. Right. That's true. Especially, it's pretty easy to feed Hanzo's ultimate, too, especially if you have like a Roadhog or uh, even a Diva, like somebody who doesn't yeah, have the more a tanks, shield in the front better. of them. Yeah, because you can just keep plugging them. Even if you're not killing them, you're doing damage, but you can just keep getting your ultimate, keep getting your ultimate. It's very simple to do that. So, Well, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll see what comes out of that. It, I, I am a bit concerned that, you know, we're, we're going to be living in Sombra's world for a little bit until we figure out what's going on, until, you know, tweaks are made so that she's not, like, a, a huge problem. And that's after people figure her out. Right now... It's not too bad, so we'll see what happens with that. Let's move on to the next topic, uh, which will be our final main topic, which is the most played heroes per skill tier. So Jeff Kaplan released this information about a day ago, and uh, we'll just go through the list real quick of the most played characters in order from bronze to silver. So The most played as of March 1st in Season 9. Yes. So uh, Diva, Mercy, Junkrat, Moira, Reinhardt, Soldier 76, Lucio, Genji, and Anna in bronze. Why anybody's playing Anna in bronze, I don't know. Maybe you wouldn't be in bronze if you weren't playing Anna. <laughs> you know, so you, you might want to might want to put that one down. Genji too, guys. Leave him alone in bronze. You know, you'll do much better with somebody else if you're yeah. actually if you're playing in bronze. Genji really, really counts on the rest of your team doing damage. You're trying to clean up half health characters. That's what Genji like thrives on. Yeah. So uh, for silver, it's Diva, Moira, Mercy, Junkrat, Reinhardt, Soldier seventy six, Lucio, Genji again, Roadhog, Anna. So uh, is that is there even a change there? I think that's the exact same. No, Moira is at number two instead of Mercy, and uh, yeah, that's that's what it was. So once again, another thing in silver, like. 
And one of my accounts, well, actually, no, because even when I play with the people in silver, we're playing in gold because of the SR balance. So if I'm seeing people in gold that are having trouble playing Anna, people in silver most certainly should not, you know, be playing Anna as well. There's yeah, other I mean, yeah. If you're playing Anna right now in the current meta, you're playing her for her ult and your ability to sleep somebody, and most likely in gold or silver, they're gonna wake up whoever you slept in about yep. a second, maybe a half a second. So you're playing for ultimate. So if you're playing for Anna's ultimate, then you're going to have to have a badass DPS or somebody that you can put that on to really get a lot out of. If you don't have that, just don't play her. Well, Reinhardt is in both of these lists. And please remember, Reinhardt in both bronze and silver with the nano boost is probably killing a bunch of people. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Not as so, much as when he had the speed buff before oh they nerfed God. her, her um, speed buff. But yeah, he's yeah. definitely probably killing a few people if he's smart enough to swing his hammer. Yeah. You know how many times I had seen Reinhardt's just hold a shield up while they had Nano? Now, it was early on when Nano came about, but still, like... Uh, I was playing the other Just day. be with someone... That you know is going to take advantage of your ultimate. Don't just go in with Anna solo queue thinking that someone's going to take advantage of it because oh, that might not I, be the case. I was playing the other day and someone, like I was getting ready to die and somebody pops their, um, their Moira ult and I hit him with the nano boost and they're shooting through me and they just killed like three people super fast. <laughs> with that that was like an emergency i was like i hope this works <laughs> but uh that's like that was, i think i was like a gold match that, that's where we're like a little gold so but speaking of gold uh is diva moira mercy reinhardt soldier 76 junkrat genji roadhog lucio and anna again so i don't know yeah i think you, you start to see some improvement with anna like gold is that weird place where you have some people with mechanical skill, but they don't know how to play the game well. Then you have people who know how to play the game, but don't have mechanical skill. And you get a mis mismatch of that, which is one of the reasons why gold is probably one of the worst ranks in, yeah. in the game. Gold to deal can with. be really rough. Yeah. So, you know, you're definitely starting to see some. And the majority of the people are there, too. Like yes. the highest percentage of people are in gold. So, so yes. So you see, you see, uh, you get a, a huge mix of people there. Uh, when you move the platinum. Moira takes the top spot. Diva is second. Mercy, Genji, Reinhardt, Roadhog, Anna, Zenyatta, McCree, and Soldier 76. So you start to see, you know, you get the McCree in there, you get the Zenyatta in there, you start to see a little, will, some characters a bit higher skilled. We'll point out this is the first level that we've seen Diva not be the number one pick. And yeah. the number two pick from all the other, well, except for for bronze, but the number two pick, Moira, for the last two ones, is now number one in Platinum. Mm -hmm. uh, Diamond is also pretty similar um, at the beginning, at least. Moira Diva, then Genji Mercy, and Roadhog, then Zenyatta, Anna, McCree Tracer, that's our first Tracer, and then Reinhardt is last there. Which you would think Reinhardt would be 
a bit lower on most of these lists considering he has a massive bug going on right now that we saw several times this weekend. It's ridiculous that they're not. I don't think it's the has to do with the bug. I just think that Reinhardt's just still not good at the moment in certain maps. In so, certain maps, yeah, but the, the bug ain't helping. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah. Uh, in Masters, it's Diva, Moira, Mercy, Genji, Zenyatta, Roadhog, Tracer, McCree, Anna, and Winston. And in Grandmaster, it is Diva, Tracer, Zenyatta, Moira, Genji, Roadhog, Lucio, Mercy, Winston, and McCree. And you know why Tracer moves up so high on that list? Because people that are really good at Tracer can carry themselves way the fuck up there. Like, <laughs> and so then you've just got all the good Tracers up there and not down low. Because people that can play Tracer, that's why hopefully Bridget it actually, actually counters Tracer. Because if she does... That'll help the higher skill tiers because a a dom a a dominating tracer can literally take control of a match at That's most true. ranks. I mean, Grandmaster is probably the only rank that they can't take like complete control if they're dominating. I mean, if they're just a really good tracer, which is why we saw so many tracer bronze to GM challenges back in the day. Right, yeah, she can be a tough character, and the way that Overwatch is built, or at least it was built, you know, you didn't have a character, like your characters weren't built to, tr- you know, counter everybody. Well, uh, she's you know. the only character I could think of that she's built to just do her her own thing. I mean, pros will say, and Tracer's doing Tracer things over there. You know, like, yeah. she's the only one that doesn't have to play with the team, that can literally change a game by not playing with the team. That's I'm That's counterintuitive to every other character in the game unless you can think of one that i'm missing um no i'm pretty sure everybody else you give me you're 100 right you kind of have to do they have to work with the team like nobody's going off and doing their own thing Uh, why didn't we learn tracer when we started this game i don't know i tracer even though she's a really good character she's still not attractive to play for me she never was for me either. The only reason she's become attractive is because of these stats and seeing how the game plays out. Yeah, I mean, I... Oh, I you mean I don't have to count on my team to rule? Okay, cool. Perfect. Then, like, if that's the case, why play Overwatch? Overwatch is supposed to be a team game. Like, you know, I want to play with the team. I was just saying, uh, in know. a pitch, like, I could win if I knew how to play Tracer at a good level. If I had spent... Because it takes so much time to know how to properly transverse the map, knowing what what you need to do. Like I would I just wish I would have put those 150, 200 hours that I have on Reaper on Tracer. Mm, right. Uh, uh Hippo just said that a lot of GMs are mad about Brigitte simply because she one hits Tracer even though it's three buttons. Yeah, because uh, all the GM tracers are in GM. All the good tracers are in GM. That's why they're mad. Yeah, but they still but the thing they just nerfed to her, they just uh, made a change so that she can't do that at least not as easily anymore um, but they, I mean they, they anybody that can stun Tracer is is mean and a good McCree is going to really piss off a Tracer a good Brigitte is going to just make Tracer want to quit the game because right. 
She's a lot more durable and a lot harder to take down. She has a shield. McCree doesn't have a shield. McCree tracers could actually sneak up on. They could outplay. I think a a Brigitta that is as good as that McCree, Tracer loses. So Tracers are pissed. I mean, it, I mean, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I guess let's go ahead and move on to our weekly updates. Unless you got something else to say, Bob. No, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm excited to see how this plays out. I will say, uh, on the actual topic we were on, because we jumped back to Vegeta, it's amazing how similar the top picks are. And that was Jeff's whole point in the post, I'm pretty sure. He didn't say anything. All he just said was, you know, this was a post about someone talking about the trickle-down effect wasn't real. And Jeff was like, well, I'll just give him stats. And he just didn't even say anything about it. He just said, here's the top 10 most played heroes for each skill tier. At the start of season nine, as of three one eighteen, so it was interesting how I put it out here for just all of us to talk about. Right, yeah, no extra input, and I'm yeah, the new forums are doing a lot of this, so I'm excited about this. Like they showed us the break, the breakdown. It's been what five seasons since they had showed us anything since season three, so this is cool. I hope they keep this up. In fact, I hope it's just always up. I hope there's a point in which we can go to the site and just see the current rankings and who's in what in what tier. You could actually well, I mean, gauge how well you're doing, yada yada yada. Well, you have Omnic Meta, like Omnic, I mean, you can extrapolate that same data from Omnic Meta. No, you can't extrapolate this. This is the actual data, not data points. Omnic Meta is awesome. But they only can take, like, they keep getting more and more character names, but they can only take from the list that they have. This is the actual Overwatch stats, period. There's no, it's a, you know, a certain amount of people taken in. It is every person in the game. That is the actual stats, period. So that's super cool. And, I mean, that was the problem with sites like, uh, Overbuff and Master Overwatch, they tell you you're in the top 34% per, uh, percent, and they're only taking a fraction of the player base and giving you those, those, um, those, those stats. That's why until they released that stuff in Season 3, I thought I was horrible because in Season 3, that was the season before I first got Platinum, so I was gold. And I literally, because of... Master Overwatch and Overbuff, I thought I, as a 2300 player, that I was like the low 75%, which wasn't true. I was actually at the 50% mark, but I didn't know that because all I had was the stats from Overbuff where they could just take a bunch of people, but not the full thing. So this is awesome. I would love to see more of this. Yeah, but the stats that you get from my like overbuff and master overwatch aren't for nothing. Like, I mean, you're right. This takes from every single person who plays competitive. But we know that there's tons of people who only can play competitive to place and get their CP. They only play competitive, uh, you know, a few games in a season versus the people who were in master overwatch or overbuff 
that those, those people, are the people more that than actually likely, care. They actually care and they yep. play. That gives you a really good understanding of out of the people who are actually trying. You yes. know, yes. <laughs> this, true, this true, is where you true. sit there. So it's not like that's it's not all for nothing. It's the same thing with like on McMeta, where that those stats are a bit more refined. Uh, because yeah, sure. If you include everybody, Overwatch apparently you know thirty-five million players they touted right. Uh, so like, there's a ton of people who play Overwatch who well, don't but those, play Overwatch. You know, yeah. But those stats, I mean, those stats were not of the thirty-five million. They were of everybody not, who had placed in competitive or have played so, competitive. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, in these stats that Jeff put out, I'm not even in those. Like I'm in those for four for four games, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like that's still very early on stats for season nine. Like basically these are the pick rates for the most hardcore of hardcore players in season nine. The ones that jumped right in and got their placements done. So well, so I mean these these types of things are awesome for me. This is this is this is what I want to see, and this is like the new forums are cool, dude. New forums are cool. I wouldn't call them the most hardcore of hardcore, though, because we know there's a lot of people who are just trying to get their placements out of the way so they can get their CP and Dude, never. There's nobody the who's starting the season just getting them out of the way. Those guys are at the end of the season. Yeah, they do both. That's why the first season, the first week of the season, and the last week of the season are complete trash. Like, I, I can't know. even I tell know. you I don't know. how many. I can't I even think tell the you how the start many... of the season stats are trash because everybody's like, I'm going to be a tracer main this season. Dude. I'm going to be. I... I mean, Blevins is an actual. Like, he told me he was like, I'm just doing tracer next season. And, like, <laughs> he hasn't even played much tracer and he's doing all this Dude, shit on his account as tracer, I can't you know? I can't even tell you how many people I went to go look at their stats because they weren't placed, right? We did a bunch of placement matches this weekend. So if you weren't placed, I couldn't see what they're actually doing. And I went to go look at their previous season stats. I started going through them. Three games played. Seven games played. You know, 12 games played. I'm like, oh, Jesus. (laughs) It's it's one of those people. I saw that a lot this weekend. Oh, shit. That's what I I think. A lot of people either get them out the way in the beginning of the season or they wait to the end of the season. And that's why, like the the, the the first week of comp and the last week of comp are the are the bread ends on the loaf that everybody throws away. <laughs> that's what it is. It's, it's those bread ends that nobody wants to eat uh, for the, for your loaf of, of bread. So, uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and uh, move into our weekly updates, and then we're gonna go ahead and close up. Weekly updates. All right, so what we got this week. First of all, Widowmaker is getting a StarCraft skin for the 20th anniversary of StarCraft. It is Kerrigan. First thing people said, oh, it's a Nova reskin. Well, no shit, Sherlock. They're both ghosts, and they look the same. <laughs> you know, the big different colored hair. Huh? The different color hair, yeah. That's, that's what they're just saying. It was a Nova reskin, but it's uh, just Was it Nova reskin of Kerrigan, though? Uh no, Nova actually looks different than Carrigan. No, no, I'm just saying like Carrigan was first. Carrigan was the first. Oh, yeah, she was so first. Nova she was a, a reskin. I mean, Nova was the second ghost. Well, the ghosts existed in StarCraft regardless, right? As a unit. Uh but normally they have like masks on, but their outfits existed already. 
but the uh, Carrigan and Nova, they're both white women with ponytails. One has a red ponytail, one has a white ponytail. That's kind of like uh, Are you. It's uh, kind of it. What's wrong with white women, Cha? I didn't say anything was wrong with white women. I'm just making a statement. Like <laughs> that's what that's what they are. And it's still are you gonna saying look all like, white women look look alike? Is that what you're saying, Ja? The Carrigan and Nova and, and Overwatch <laughs> look alike. <laughs> no, but the oh um, shit. Yeah, so like they're gonna look like they still kind of wanted to look like Widowmaker, right? They have a, it's the same model, but they have uh, different hair. Well, the red hair is Carrigan. Blonde hair is Nova. I'm okay with that. That's, yeah. I'm still know. rocking Nova. I'm probably going to rock Nova even after I get Kerrigan because blondes have more fun. I, I did not. Um, I'm going to get, well, obviously, you, uh, to get the Kerrigan skin, all you have to do is log into Overwatch. So I'm not going to buy the Nova skin because I don't play Widowmaker. Um, so I'm just going to get, that's probably, like when I do get it on the accounts, that's probably the one i'm going to use for the rare occasions that i play widowmaker and quick play <laughs> because that's the only time i'm actually going to play widowmaker can't see myself uh playing her which well, is weird because i played a lot of boy from uh fusion showed how widow can be effective only hitting uh body shots this uh this last week yeah, yeah he did so he like flexed to widow like i don't even know if he hit one headshot but he hit every body shot and his team won yeah, that's that's good. Still doesn't make me want to play Widowmaker though. So, <laughs> but yeah, so that's happening in Overwatch, uh, the twenty year anniversary of them. I'm trying to think what else they could have done. They probably should have held the Orisa skin for this too, like the Orisa Immortal skin. Or you know what they should have done? They should have get, given McCree his Starcraft outfit. Uh, because I don't know if everybody knows this, but McCree like that like. So when they were coming up with ideas for the next game they wanted to do after Titan, one of the ideas they made they had was of a StarCraft game that featured who is now McCree. And he has an outfit that they, they have like artwork for an outfit that he wore, which is actually pretty similar to what he has now, but it's more futuristic. It's more StarCraft-like. So that would have been a cool thing to see, um, to be honest with you. I, I wish they would have did that, but uh, well, I'll take what I can give it. They could do an Orisa Zerg skin too. It'd be well, a little gross. Like, um, so but, to be more like a um, what a, a basilisk, queen. a queen. I was thinking well, basilisk, a basil. I mean, I guess they could do that too, but you know, I think a queen will, will work out to a think bit of better. Four legs. Basilisk has four legs, right? Yeah, but it's been a long time since I played Star uh, Starcraft. But yeah, but queens are definitely they're more noticeable, like like Zagara or something like that. But she would have to shoot instead, so that's a little hard. Like her being a Protoss really fits, you know. Yeah, it totally it does. fits. So I think that that's cool. So, um, but it's just whatever. Uh, Bob, you said you noticed something in the PTR that teammate ultimate charges. You're able to see those on the PTR. Yes, huge, huge to be able to hit tab. Now you can see how close your teammates are to ultimate. So you don't have to waste time. If you're a silly person who doesn't have a mic typing into chat, please, please, community plea, do not type into chat during a comp game. Use the voice that God gave you and talk. 
If you have to buy a $12 mic, so be it. At least we're hearing something. No one looks at chat during game unless they're silly. So, uh, so I forgot where I was going with that, but, um, dang it. I did. I actually totally forgot where I was, where I was going with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, where, like, where's this train going, Bob? <laughs> no, what, no, what did, what did you ask me about team ultimate charges? Yes. Okay. So, so now you don't have to ask, Hey, how close are you to old? Your team doesn't have to like, I have a keep binded to saying when my ultimate charge, you know what it's at. Now you can just look and then you could just say, Hey, uh, uh, diva, my Zarya ultimate's coming up. Do you, do you want a uh, wombo combo? Like that's, that's huge. I'm hoping that at some point it actually changes to where you can see the enemies too. Cause I'm tired of alt counting. I think that's, that'd be too much information. I'm dude. I'm dude. I love it in the overwatch league. It really, like it really helps me to understand what the strategy for the next push is going to be. I think it would just make competition better. If we could just see where everybody's at, if we could know that Zen has his, has, has his alt, I mean it. That's too. That's just too much information. It might. It might be. But I really wish we could just test it in the PTR just to see. I mean, like that's part of like being the competitive aspect of the game is like keeping track of all that stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it is, but everybody puts it on the supports to keep track of that, and at least in the pro in the pro scene, and it just it just kind of sucks to have to do that. It would just be cool if it was just there. Like I watch the Overwatch League every week, and I know who has ultimates, and I'm always rooting for one team or the other. So I'm sitting there going, "Okay, they got this. They got this. Okay, so you guys need to do this. You need to bait this out." It just it seems so much more intuitive, and you know why not? I mean, if you're playing a if you're playing a Marvel versus Capcom, you have an ultimate, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know. You have meter, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So you're building that up. You can see the other guy building that up, right? Yeah. But why not have that in Overwatch? There's a huge difference, and I'll tell you why. Because in order to actually use a metered move, you still have to execute that move. You still have to execute that move. And not every metered move is uh, unblockable either. With Overwatch, you literally just, you hit Q. (laughs) <laughs> you hit one button and it's more so about timing but with metered moves and and fighting games you gotta you have to not only have it so sure the opponent can see he has you know he's five on his meter but he still has to be able to execute that move not to mention you could execute the move and just like within a split second you know Good. get it blocked you say you have to hit q there's few characters you just have to hit q I mean, you can make an argument for Reaper, but don't tell me you just have to hit Q with with fucking Soldier. Because if you're like on it's the on, on the I, fucking low ground, then you're not. Then you're hitting Q wrong. You know what I mean? Like, well, you still have to have the correct positioning. So it's the same type of it's the same type of thing. No, it's not. Like I like uh, it, it is position. Like yeah. So I said you have to have timing, and then I didn't say positioning. So yeah, you have positioning. But it's still not the same thing. And 
when I say like execution, like I don't mean just, it's not like you do, you know, quarter circle A, B, like some you have, like I, I, I can send you probably like a mapping of execution moves for some of these games. It is, right, hey, full, it's, it's retarded right, for, <laughs> uh, for, uh, for, for the case of the argument, I knew over two thirds of the characters in Tekken Tag Tournament, the first one released on PlayStation Two. I knew over two thirds of the characters' ten hit com uh, combos. Some were harder right. than others, but like it was a long thing. But, the, but that, uh, what I'm saying is meter, that like the oh, difference. Ahead, I'll let you finish. Like the difference is is that. In Overwatch, the positioning when you do your ult is really important. And people like Reaper, who the positioning isn't as important, the timing is extremely important. So it's a 3D space where positioning is key during the ultimate. It's not just pressing Q. And people that say, oh, press uh, press Q for play of the game, I mean, they're just, they're basically... Just they just don't understand how it works. Like, I mean, maybe they're thinking you got lucky, and yes, you can get lucky with Q, but it's all about where you are when you hit Q and what's around you when you hit Q. The Zarya that hits Q when one of her teammates is still alive and five of the other team is alive is, you know, is just a bad move. So it's a different thing, but it's still it takes a lot of strategy. It, yeah, but I, 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 like I said again, it, it's hitting Q and it's timing. But, you know, if you know that Reaper has his ultimate, well, now you're going to be prepared for it all the time. Or if you know Zarya has her ultimate, well, now you just hold your Zenyatta ult. Or you make sure that your D.Va is facing forward but whenever see, she sees Zarya. I think that's fine. Like, the, the problem is, is people already know that. It's just someone has to use the brain power to keep track of it. And that's usually put on the supports by the community. And that just is kind of a bummer. You know what I mean? Like it just, it sucks to play Lucio because everybody still expects that you're not doing anything when he was changed seasons ago to where you're actually doing quite a lot to actually keep alive. But they're like, what are the ultimates? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like I've been trying to keep you guys up because you guys are running all over the fucking place. You know, it's just it'd yeah. just be nice to just be able to just to be able to see it. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I, I, being able to predict it—that's one thing. But being able, like knowing for sure, that kind of kills some of the competitive aspect. Like, um, I guess another example that I'm thinking of is like let's say Unreal Tournament, right? One v one. Uh oh, drink, drink. So with UT or any actually not just Unreal Tournament, it's actually Quake as well. Any actual arena shooter. Um, when you played 1v1, when you had two people who were the same exact skill level, right? They had the same exact accuracy. They were proficient with all the weapons. You have these two people, same exact skill. The difference between the two players at that point is map control. And to control the map, it was about making sure that you had the power-ups and not your opponent. You had the health and not your opponent. You had the guns and not your opponent. In order to control the map, you had to remember the timer, for every single weapon, power-up, and health pack on the map and make sure that you were, from where you were, you were you started moving toward that health pack or that um, piece of, that, that, um, that gun 
at a specific time to get there when it spawned so you can get it and the enemy did not. If they would have just had timers available for the guns, that kind of kills part of the competitive aspect for that. Like if that just if it was just on your HUD, you hit tab and you can see that these guns are about to spawn up. That kills part of the competitive aspect of that game. It just becomes a race at that point versus somebody who's able to mentally keep all that going plus duel somebody, you know, while they're doing it. Like that that took that took a lot of skill and that is what separated great players from good players in that aspect. And that's the same thing with Overwatch like you know, alt management and alt economy is something that does not happen in the lower parts of the game because it is a skill, you know, and I think that it needs to remain a skill. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see your argument. I would still like to see how it would play out, but I could definitely see how I could, I could be off, but I would like to see how that plays out because Watching a shit ton of Overwatch League, it's really been nice. Right. So, I mean, that's where I'm. That's where I'm at. But it's not going to happen. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, it was nice to talk about. Um, finally, uh, to kind of uh, you know wrap this up, there has been uh, a little a little talk about possibly doing more mini competitive seasons. We saw a mini competitive season with Lucio Ball. We saw a mini competitive season with uh, CTF. But, you know, there there has been some community feedback that uh, Jeff Kaplan responded to saying that they'd like to see more competitive seasons or other competitive modes. And Jeff Kaplan's um, response was, we like mini competitive seasons. We'll do more. Hopefully that doesn't mean that they'll only do them you know, uh, with uh, with events. Because when an event is on, I don't necessarily want to do the competitive season. Like, so if o- Uprising comes out and it has a competitive season, I don't want to split between both, to be well, honest with you. I think the Uprising competi- competitive season would be your... I mean, it, Uprising was a competitive season last season. It was probably the first one because... They actually had rankings and people that had, you know, got this far. It was, it was a, you know, it was a competitive season in the sense that it was co-op and you were trying to get the best score, basically. Right. So, but I mean, if they want to do more competitive seasons, then let's do something that's good, like uh, elimination three v three. Yeah, exactly. Let's do that shit. You, me, and Mel will tear that shit up. Let's do it. Exactly, like that's the thing. Like they would, they should do stuff like that. Maybe I mean, Spider, like, my man in cut in in chat says the same thing. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's like that. But I would want to see them like monthly as opposed to weekly, right? A mini competitive season, make it a, a regular competitive season, eight weeks, make it four weeks. You know, um, yeah, I, and I, and Hippo points out he wants a solo queue only cop. Hippo, we've been asking for that. Since I've been on the podcast, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, absolutely. That, a roll cue, something. Help us out here. <laughs> you know, something. But, um, yeah, like I, I would love to. I, I, I think a 3v3 competitive mode, if it, if it went too long, wouldn't work out. Like, you'd probably have super long queue time. People lose interest. Um, but a mini season would probably work. I also thought that maybe a 3v3 competitive ladder would work out. 
well versus comp where you can actually see where you versus an SR based system where you can actually see where you are and that encourages people to play so you well, can move up. And the 3v3 you know hero knockout where you know when you win a round you get knocked out that would really favor people like us that flex on a ton of different characters. Absolutely. Like just how 1v1 when I play 1v1 I rarely lose. And it's not because I'm good. It's just because I've spent so much time playing so many characters. Yeah, it would not favor one tricks, that's for sure. So, yeah, there, we might be saying more of that, but I just hope they don't always attach it to an event. Just make it monthly, you know? I mean, first things first, they need to fix the arcade so you can actually play whatever mode you want to play. That needs to get fixed. It does. There needs to be a queue for 3v3 all there, the time. There, there totally is. You just have to create a custom game. That's no, the that's not the that same thing. Yeah, that's what they're gonna give us. But that's the, yeah, that's but like I don't I don't want hour and a half queues, man. I don't. We're not gonna have hour and a half queues. Uh, if we have seventy five different games, we will. We well, we don't have seventy five different games. We have, uh, you know, three like the game modes that people want on a regular basis: deathmatch, three v three, maybe even four v four deathmatch. Deathmatch is always in. It has not left the arcades since its addition. Yeah. So the only stuff like well, you have like mystery heroes, Super Shimada Brothers, like stuff like that uh, is the stuff that should probably be random. But 3v3 should always have a queue and definitely so have game. Have a you're saying game modes. So would you count, uh, 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 what's the one that's in PTR right now with the, with it's the only one in PTR right now? Total oh. May, uh, Total Mayhem. Would you want that to be an every time game? No, Total Mayhem should also be okay, one of those so that only not altered game uh game modes, but only specific different game modes. Three V three, one V one, uh okay, gotcha. Yeah. CTF, gotcha. And, and Hippo brings up a good point. No limit heroes will probably also be a good one to keep posted up. You know, just in case you want, you want to go in and test a hero and not have to worry about somebody picking your hero. That's great for practice. But yeah, we wouldn't have hour and a half queues, at least not on PC. On console, maybe a different story. I can't speak for that. But on PC, you most certainly would not have hour and a half queues. You just wouldn't. So um, there's, there's, more, there's more people playing, you know, playing Overwatch than... You know, they they make it seem. I mean, even queues right now, unless you're a grandmaster, you're not spending 15 minutes in the queue to get a comp match. You're not. Uh, you're spending you're spending a lot more time in high platinum than you are in gold. That's one thing about gold. Yeah, you know, you guys, you don't want to be in yeah, gold. But even but in platinum, your you're not queue spending, times are awesome in gold. Bros. You're not spending 15 awesome. minutes in platinum either. No, I mean you're not spending 15 minutes even in grandmaster. I mean you're spending like some eight people to are. nine. Like, I've seen streams like, of Grand I'm talking Masters gold, leading. you insta-queue every time. Platinum, Almost, yeah. it's a good few few minute wait, you know? Yeah, which I say, that's, that's what I kind of need. I was talking to somebody the other day. I was like, you know what? When I played StarCraft and I was like diamond in StarCraft, I had enough time between matches to fucking like program, like to code websites. Like That's what I did. That's, what, that's how my, I used to spend my Saturdays, right? I would like... Be playing StarCraft, it'll be up on one screen. I'm looking for a match on my other screen, you know, doing some coding or something like that. With recently, I have just not been able to do that 
with Overwatch because you're right. I've been playing the cat. I've been playing in lower ranks, so you get like an insta queue. So when I start playing in platinum again, that'll be maybe a welcome change. Give me a little bit more time between uh, between matches to do something a little fun. So well, not a little fun, but you know, a little productive with the fun. So all right, so we're gonna go ahead and close out the show on that uh prepare to attack batch five is almost complete i just haven't released the bash episode i'll probably do that as my parting gift next week uh before i head out for vacation uh for everybody who who wants to play bastion but yeah the latest episode we released was moira and you can check that out on you know the same places you can get watchpoint radio so if you're looking to uh, dive into moira go ahead and check that out for those who aren't listening to the stream, we do stream every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash buttons. Would love to have you here so you can chat with us in the Twitch chat. We always want to hear about your Overwatch stories, so we're going to go over our contact information shortly. And we will, you know, if you can send us your Overwatch stories, you know, that would be pretty awesome. Uh, we do have a PS4 community, Xbox One Club. Uh, they're both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. And, uh, you know, if you join those, yeah, I still have to do my placements on both. So, you know, if we, if you join those, hopefully we'll get a chance to play together. Uh, we also have a discord, like I mentioned earlier, which is discord.me slash mash those buttons. And we love to have you there. So we can chat some time. I always like to talk about heroes of overwatch It's a Facebook group that has players from all platforms and they keep up with the latest overwatch news and the dankest of the overwatch memes. So check that out. Watchpoint Radio and Prepare to Attack, like I mentioned, is available on multiple podcast platforms for both iOS and Android. Just search for Watchpoint Radio and you should be able to find it. If you cannot, just check out the RSS feed right on the Mashals Buttons website. You can throw that into probably almost any podcatcher. The show's Twitter is twitter.com slash watchpointradio, but you can also find Mashals Buttons at twitter.com slash mtb site. Facebook.com slash mash those buttons and YouTube.com slash mash those buttons. Bob, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at underscore jaw underscore. And uh, like I said earlier, we do encourage you guys to reach out to us. So you can email us at WPR at mash those buttons.com. Or you can reach out to us on the SoundCloud, leave a comment on the website, you know, talk to us on Facebook or Twitter, wherever. You know, just reach out and talk. You know, we love hearing from you guys. Uh, if you enjoyed the show and you want to help support, the best way to do that is to share the show with others and also to leave a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. You want to take that a bit further and help us out even more? There's a couple ways you can do that. Like I mentioned earlier, we do have a Patreon which is patreon.com slash watchpointradio. But that Patreon also supports Prepare to Attack and some other projects that we are working on for the Overwatch community. So like I said, we're going we're gonna to stretch those dollars and you know get some things done. We also have a Teespring store if you want to get some Mash Those Buttons or Watchpoint Radio merch. is teespring.com slash stores slash mash those buttons where you can get some shirts and mugs and stuff like that. And that's that's helpful. We're also a Twitch affiliate, so if you would like to subscribe to our channel, that's a great help as well. So we appreciate any support that you guys provide. It's it's very helpful. Thank you very much. Uh, we well, I encourage you to check out mashlessbuttons.com slash shows to see our, all of our other podcasts. We have two World of Warcraft podcasts, one about, well, just 
WoW in general, the other one's about lore. We have uh, Double Tap, which is our fighting game podcast dedicated to the fighting game community, which has a pretty major announcement this week, I believe. And is that we at the have... end of the show here? No, that's at the end of their show. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Dang the end it. of their show. So uh, check that out if you're into fighting games. It's, a, it's an awesome podcast. It is the number one podcast in fighting games. I can say that with confidence. Google told me so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 awesome podcast. They do a great job, and so do the guys at Sit Rep Radio, which, in is my opinion, is is the number one division podcast. Speaking as somebody who doesn't have, who doesn't play the division, and has a bit of a bias, so yeah, check out Sit Rep Radio if you uh, are into the division. It is an awesome podcast as well, and uh, yeah. Oh God! I always forget the Mashcast. That's another podcast that I'm on. We just yeah. What are you gonna have me on? Yeah, we just we can try to think. Maybe when I get back because we have like another episode to record before I leave. We already recorded next week's episode, and we have one more to record before I leave. What is the topic on next week's episode? Next week's episode is about games and education. Oh, dude, you should have had me on there. Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah, because dude, my dad. Like, the reason I have a vocabulary is because my dad found out time out, standing in the corner, holding dictionaries at 90 degrees side to side didn't work. So, like, at about third grade, it turned into when Bob got in trouble, Bobby got to go and do vocab lessons or math <laughs> or math blasters. I did I mean, talk it was, about it, math it was a huge thing for me because... I was always in fucking trouble, so you should you should have had me on. Yeah, well, we we recorded that one already, and I don't know what the next topic is. We're probably going to decide that this week and record on Sunday, more than likely. Uh, but because the, there is a show that is releasing one of the weeks that I'm gone. But yeah, so the Mashcast is a kind of like a general show. Like we did a show about loot boxes. We did a show about games as a service. We did like a gaming state of the union. So it's a, kind of like a general show. That talks about gaming and culture and industry and stuff like that. So definitely check that out. We have a good time doing it. It's me, Nick from Wild Talk, and Christina. Uh, Fruit we, Loop. Yeah, Fruit Loop, also known as Pop-Tart. Toaster <laughs> Strudel. Yeah. She'll love it. Just call her that. She'll love it. Yeah, but definitely check that out. Uh, it's our newest show. It's actually a revival of one of our old shows, so it's, it's pretty cool. But yeah, the MASHcast, definitely check that out. It's every other week. We try to release the episodes on Monday, but sometimes they come out on Tuesday. But it's good stuff. So, um, but yeah, check all that out. And thank you guys for listening. Thanks for being here on the stream. And we'll catch you guys next week.